Moncrief on News Talk with Avant Money. Money when you need it with Avant Money credit cards. Avant Card DAC trading as Avant Money is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Now, time for Tell Me Why with Graham Finley. Uh, today's question is What is offence should be regulated, if at all? Good afternoon, Graham. Good afternoon. Uh, as, have you experienced any of that, by the way, the, the making friends thing? I think it's a really important point. I mean, and I'm glad people mention it's not just non Irish people who, yeah. who experience this. I mean, if you, it's a small country. There aren't that many places to go to university, to be honest, Um, although you should all go to UCD. And, um, you know, people so people can meet people in primary school and hang out with them forever. Yes. And and in fact, you know, and it works both ways. You can have like a falling out in primary school. And I've seen this in Irish life. It never occurred to me. I can't remember anybody I went to primary school with. You know, but you have a falling out in primary school or someone does something to you and you hate them. Forever, yes. right? You know, and and so it, it works both ways. But I mean, with that in mind, if you if you go to a lot of places, you can have people with ready made friend groups, and you know, people worry about this in universities, especially if they're coming from, say, outside of Dublin. And uh, you know, one of the things I'm really happy about with UCD is it's got this stereotype of that it's all for sort of certain schools in South Dublin, and I'm really glad to report, not least because it's my job to make sure this isn't the case, but. Um, you know, that it's not true uh, mm. anymore if it ever was, which is that it's actually a very diverse place. And it's not a whole bunch of cliques, which which people are already in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that would that would be a concern. That's one of the benefits of being the largest university in Ireland. I didn't realize I'd be doing so much shilling today. But you I'm are shilling to quite a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, there. But actually, no, the clique thing is, is interesting because, like, last week was the 20th anniversary. And I wasn't there, but uh, a lot of news talk people, past and present employees... Uh, went went out for a drink. And um, from what I've told, people who were cliques here, none of them work in Ustock anymore. As soon as they saw each other kind of sat down, same <laughs> clique, same kind of gossiping about, you know, whatever other clique. Um, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of a very, uh, very interesting thing. It's the Montagues and the Capitol. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, right, so today's uh, uh, question, uh, do people have a right not to be offended? There is that old thing that, no, you don't. Yeah, I mean, and again, there's this, uh, does this offend you? Yeah, kind of sort yes. of bullshit attitude. And I'm sort of wondering whether it's the general coarsening of our culture, which has led to people suggesting that offense is not a bad thing, right? And that it certainly shouldn't be the basis of any kind of sanction, whether by just being criticized or, you know, society frowning on it, or maybe your employer asking you why you keep saying offensive things in the middle of the workday, right? Um, which, you know, are all real sanctions, all the way up to some kind of legal sanction, right? And and so I think our culture has just become a whole lot more offensive, I think it's fair to say. Uh, and and that may be the decline of a whole bunch of norms, which... Or, or is it, you know, well, is it things that perhaps were acceptable to say 50 or 60 years ago aren't acceptable now? So there, there's more things to be offended by. Well, that's Possibly the case. So, I mean, there's various theories about what offense is. Um, so Joel Feinberg says it's, who's got who, a great, who's, who's Joel that? Feinberg's a philosopher who has the book on offense. Okay. It's called Offense to Others and the Law. I mean, it's, it's all about, it's not, that's not in the title, but it's all about trying to make an offense principle part of our legal machinery, right? So he starts with the harm principle, which we know from John Stuart Mill, which is something should be regulated either by social sanction or legal sanction, only if it directly harms people. 
And actions and speech can directly harm people. If you shout fire in a crowded theater, that's bad. If you incite people to hatred and they burn down someone's house, that's direct harm. Um, and again, a lot of people might argue that some racial stereotypes or racist stereotypes which reinforce other patterns of domination directly harm the people they're directed at. Right? Mm. Um, but even beyond that, um, so Feinberg thinks, well, you know, is that going to be enough to regulate our societies? And he thinks no. And he says, and, and these things are not harms, but they are bad things or annoying things or distressing things. And he tells an amazing story about um, a ride on the bus. And he says, look, reader, you have to remember, imagine you're actually doing this. You're on a bus going to work or an important appointment. So that if you get off, you'll have to pay another fare and, and, and you'll be late, right? And then he describes about 40 different scenarios of people getting on this bus, um, which rapidly become so offensive that I couldn't describe them to you. So okay. he really All goes right. for it. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, it's everything from someone who smells really bad, right, who hasn't bathed in months and months, to um, someone who's brought, for reasons of his own, a slate on board and is running his fingernails across the, <laughs> this mini chalkboard <laughs> and refuses to stop, to people who engage in just about every sexual and... Um, um, act of eating things you can imagine. Okay. Uh, and then maybe some you probably don't want to. Mm. Uh, and things which attack, you know, cherished beliefs, whether they're religious, patriotic, or whatever, right? Uh, moral beliefs, you know. So, uh, and he says, look, you know, you these are real harms to you if you have to get off the bus, right? And And it provokes a real reaction. He thinks that that reaction of being offended by them covers these very, very different kinds of offenses, mm. right? Um Whereas there's this guy, Chang Liu, and I'm really grateful to people at News Talk who brought this article to my attention, who thinks that that's just too broad, right? You know, my being offended at the smell of rotting fruit is different from being offended by someone saying something really nasty. And it's me. all subjective anyway. People are, what will cause one person to get off the bus, another person might just go, ah, and, yeah. and move to a different seat, perhaps. And I think that's why Feinberg wants to give you a pretty long and exhaustive list of offenses. <laughs> just because, so maybe you're not offended by, like, radical anti-Catholic... Um, stuff on a on a t-shirt or a yeah. sign or okay. something like that right um but i'm sure i'm pretty sure i could find something sure you, you care could. about which i could offend yeah. you yeah, sure. <laughs> about yeah. right so and i think that's something a lot of these are you offended yeah kind yeah. of comics you know or pundits or whatever mm. um stupid people on the internet um you know often overlook like i'm pretty sure if you unless you're a nihilist and you don't care about anything then you know you probably care about something um but even more so you know Sure, you know, you're being inconvenienced, but, you know, this is an actual sort of harm to you in some ways. And it's something which we do regulate in society. I mean, his, a really good example from, from Feinberg is a naked person, like a well-behaved naked person on the bus, right? It's not clear that they're harming you in any, any, any direct way, right? Yeah. They may not even be offending you, um, particularly, I guess. Um, I'm not going to make any references to what they actually look like, right? You know, uh, but a society regulates these things, Some people right? will be offended. Right? Yeah, and you're not allowed to do that. And, yeah. and that's why it's not completely subjective. In fact, it can't be completely subjective, right? Because um, societies have to regulate these things, and they do so by law. And it can't just be like, well, the officer finds anti-Catholic T-shirts offensive, but is 
totally okay with anti-feminist mm. T-shirts, right? Yes. <laughs> we don't want our society to operate that way. So, so if you look at the Irish legislation, it basically makes a lot of, first of all, somewhat bizarrely, the offensive behavior is especially bad if it takes place between midnight and 7 a.m., this is the uh, public order okay. uh, right. <laughs> sort of act of 1994. Um, what is it? The, yeah, the Criminal Justice Public Order Act of 1994. Um, uh, but in general, it's 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 behavior which um, is likely to cause offense to people, to the sort of ordinary person, right? Or could be reasonably expected to cause offense to the ordinary person. Now, a lot of these laws turn around property and blocking public ways and things like that. Uh, but, you know, this is specifically about offensive behavior, uh, which mm. can range from being intoxicated in a public place. That's got a separate line in the act. But, um, you know, shouting as you leave a nightclub, waking up the neighbors and things like that. But also all sorts of other behavior you might engage in in a public place even before midnight, right, which which would lead to you you being genuinely sanctioned by the state. Why? Because it it causes offense to people, and that's something which society has to take in hand. Yeah, there's some of those things, but inconvenience people. Uh, but, you know, shouting will wake them up. Uh, it would be annoying to people rather than there's a, some sort of belief system I have or, or uh, that, that's been offended by your shouting outside the nightclub. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Um, there is something to Liu's point about how we need to sort of, when we're getting at the kind of offense which is involved in slurs, he turns out to be the world's leading expert on the philosophy of slurs. So you may <laughs> want to get him on, actually. Yes, uh, okay. <laughs> but in any case, um, he says that the moral aspect of offense and the one we're kind of worried about when we think about people being offensive in that sense is that it violates some kind of norm. Uh, and we have lots and lots of norms which we, we think should be upheld. Um, in this case, say it's a racist, a racial slur or some other mm. kind of racist speech, right? It violates the norm that racial discrimination is, is a bad thing, right? And we shouldn't promote it. This leads him to the interesting conclusion that we might be perfectly okay in offending white supremacists, right, by our civil rights marches or by calling them out as white supremacists, right? And maybe possibly by sort of using slurs against against the, the white supremacists, uh, because he says these norms have to be universalizable. And that's a very fancy philosophical way of saying ones that pretty much everybody could, and maybe should, but certainly could broadly accept, whereas you know, there's no reason for, for someone who's being discriminated against on a racial basis to accept mm. white supremacy as a norm. Unless you're in a country where the majority of people are white supremacists, and that's the norm. Yes. And that's the trickiest part, right? So I think we all agree that white supremacy is bad, even if you're in a country where, by <laughs> I mean, like, so compared to like, you know, bizarro world, South Africa, pre-1990, whatever, yeah, right? You know, yeah, where yeah. it's 85% white people oppressing, you know, 5% mm. of black people, right? Um, still wrong, yeah. <laughs> I have to point out, mm. right? Um and, and so what we have are maybe a mixture of, of norms which we think are important and should be defended and promoted. And I think Liu's very right to say that offense is important. If we were in a society where we weren't capable of being offended, if like it just like, oh, well, so-and-so has made a mistake and we'll just correct it and, and yeah. move on. Like it's not nothing, you know, nothing feeling about it. But, you know, we wouldn't, you know, it's an incredible, it's an important part of us being social creatures who promote norms in our society and defend them against people who are breaking them. Uh, I think there is a bit of a problem where you say that, for example, you can be as offensive as you like to people who are bad people, mm. because that 
could be subjective in in some context. And I think we have a broader norm of respect for everybody on an equal basis. And that's maybe what's wrong with apartheid South Africa, right? Mm. Um, I think there are questions when you have different cultures where the norms are different, right? And the one case I came up with was, you know, especially what if these two cultures, you know, exist in the same society, right? I'm thinking about the the Danish cartoons case where Mm. something profoundly offensive to Muslims, um, portraying the prophet not least in uh, like at all, but also yeah. not least in a completely uh, deriding and and disrespectful way, came up against the norms of free speech of of, of Denmark, um, which I think were exaggerated quite a lot by people in Denmark who just wanted to speak disrespectfully about the prophet because they didn't like those other people in their own society, right? Mm. So. I don't know if everybody is completely innocent in that complete debate, in that debate, but, you know, that is a collision of norms where people's taking of offense, not surprisingly, because one is an attack on you and the other one isn't, isn't. right, you know, um, shows that you have to navigate these things. And again, maybe respect for other people as a norm, maybe not one we can enforce by law, you know, without making it a whole lot more clear. Right. About what the actual specific implications are in this case. And poor guards have to work this out on the streets of Dublin at one o'clock in the morning. Right. You know, but, you know, respect for others is kind of the basic norm which we need to try and, and respect and pretend and protect. Yeah. But you can't legally enforce that. That's more a cultural thing, I would have thought. I, I, I mean, I think a lot of our laws about which, you know, we have concrete laws on the statute books to try and govern our behavior in such a way that the guards can put you in a, in a wagon, right, and, and, and issue you fines and stuff like that if you're doing certain things, like being naked on a public bus, right? Um, I'd be curious how many people would be sort of telling on the person riding around naked on a public bus. They probably would fairly Yeah, quickly, I, I imagine actually. they would. Might, you know, yeah, uh, and actually, I think a lot of this comes down to, so what's the harm it seems to be about children, and I think that's a really interesting sort of area. To, it's like, well, what harms children and what doesn't, right? Is seeing a well-behaved naked person on a bus, like, really, really harmful to children? Discuss. Anyway, uh, so... <laughs> well, he's um, not a white supremacist. So that's that's the main a, thing. Well, exactly. could be a very well, no, right-on right right naked uh, person, uh, right? You if know? you're a woman sitting by yourself in, in, in a, uh, upstairs on the bus and a naked man walks up, you might find that threatening Ex- or indeed terrifying. An excellent point, Sean. Yeah. Uh, and um, so... Yes, exactly. And, I, you know, that gets at the different power relationships in our society are ones which the law has a hard time handling. Mm. But again, all these concrete laws are ideally going to model what respect looks like in a society. And more important, every society has to figure out how to make these, um, you know, operational to the point where serious and, and maybe not even so serious cases in which we're disrespecting each other, where we're treating each other badly to the point where, you know, it's something society should be regulating, you know, that it's effective, but it's also clear enough so that people aren't just being, you know, Can legally you sanctioned for yeah. things which, which, which they shouldn't be, right? Yeah. I suppose the difficulty there is can you teach people, can you inculcate it in kids to respect people, even if they're people you really, really don't want to respect? I like to think so. I mean, I think like if you look at a primary school, and I'm pretty involved in primary schools, among other things myself, but just like any primary school, that's the first thing you're trying to teach kids, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, even along with reading, right, and math, like basic counting, you're trying to teach respect for other people. I mean, you know, 
children, by the time they're in primary school, you know, hopefully have made some development along this line where they're not just sort of egoists who view the rest of us as tools, you know, of their will, which barely <laughs> exist and may or no, may not exist. That in reality. second version sounds more familiar to me. <laughs> yeah, but eventually you want them to get there, right? And um, But it doesn't help if we have a society where you can profit, get kudos and acclaim and, you know, view like you're making some kind of important political or cultural point by being constantly offensive to people who you don't like, right? Yeah. It's the very opposite of what a lot of these people in their being offensive are, you know, it's, all, it's the very opposite of what we're, you know, what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Graham, thanks a million. As ever, Graham Finley, there you are, listening to the Moncrief Show on Ustalka. It seemed we were talking about kids sending your toddler to the shop. Moncrief. On News Talk. With Avant Money. Money when you need it with Avant Money credit cards. Avant Card DAC trading as Avant Money is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.